Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name's Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. We're going to be looking at the most notorious issue of Spawn uh, from Todd McFarlane, issue number five, the Billy Kincaid issue. This is one of those comics that you, you, can't, you can't think that maybe you read it. You either read it or you have not. It is ridiculous when you think about it in the context of this comic, right? Because we have Violator ripping hearts out, and we have Overkill, the, the cyborg toy character guesting in the next issues, and it's like, what's going on in this one? We have a serial killer preying on children? <laughs> like, what is going on in Spawn in, these first, uh, in this first year of Spawn? Uh, it's interesting too, in hindsight, with Neil Gaiman talking about the direction of Spawn up to this point, and you know, not really having a direction. This issue might be the epitome of that, like just throwing stuff against the wall and see what sticks. It's a, it's a wild, wild ride. This issue. There's something to to McFarlane, and I'm casting no aspersions, and I'm making no guesses as to the psychology of any of this. But uh, in the Wolverine Wendigo issues of of Spider-Man, there was like child killer, like maybe molester type type uh, story, something like this. And when Todd is like presenting his monograph book, the, the Art of Todd McFarlane, whatever that thing is called, uh, he's on to making the rounds. And just when he gives certain speeches, he'll say stuff like, uh, if you're an alcoholic, quit fucking drinking. And he'll, he said stuff like, if you mess with kids, quit it. Like, like, just like shit like that. So there's, it's in his work, you know, like he, he presents this stuff probably like, you know, one of the most vile, disgusting sorts of crimes ever. So like you, it's a superhero comic, like, like let's, let's dispatch those guys in a, in a horrific way. Uh, he wears that on his sleeve here in this issue, this image right here, Jimmy, I drew this image <laughs> a lot of times. And in my childhood bedroom, I had, I had, uh, the drawing that I made of this in a little $1 frame from the Dollar Tree, like like on my wall in my bedroom because I was so proud of how it turned out. It's such a ridiculous page. And this is part, this is a great page for like, how do you do a monthly book? <laughs> and, and I'm not saying that to cut a promo, like I'm saying, because it's a cool looking page. Like as a reader, I don't feel like it suffers at all. Uh -huh. But as a guy making comic book pages, this is a quicker page than your average page by a wide margin. That's and true. it looks super cool. That's, true. that's that's what I mean by it is like you figure out how to make this stuff look good, but still be able to do, you could do three of these in a day. That's the trick. You know, that's the so trick. if you're in a deadline crunch, if you're doing some business stuff, who knows if life happened that month, you, you figure out how to have these tricks in your arsenal so that you can have a good page, but not a page that takes two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, when, when you when you open up the cover, man, and you look at this page with all that verbosity, and you know it's a Todd McFarlane written comic, <laughs> you're in for something. There's also uh, so, some mixed stuff uh, in this story because, like, that whole thing is. I believe his psychiatrist, you know, basically saying he's cured, but also that his defense team figured out some loophole to get him off. We're going to find out, like, they go to great lengths to explain, like, he's had only had, you know, 22-year sentence, and it was reduced to 10 for good behavior and this and that. So there's contradictions as to how he gets out. Like, even in a one-issue, 20-page story, uh, the story doesn't totally jive. Like, whoever the editor is here maybe could have done a little better on their job. Wanda, were you editing this one too, man? Oh, no, or Zakowski. Yeah. Good lettering, but I don't know about the <laughs> editing. <laughs> Cartoonist Kayfabe, the YouTube channel, is subsidized by the comics that we make. Coming out in March and April 2022, Jim Rugg's Hulk Grand Design, where he takes 40 years of Incredible Hulk comics, distills it down into a high-octane romp, man. 40 pages apiece. 
one month after the other, Hulk Monster comes first, Hulk Madness comes the following month. Jim, what do you have to say about this thing? I say this, cartoonist kayfabe community out there, I want this to be the most requested comic that comic book shop owners have ever seen. This is your marching orders. Take your phones, show this to those comic shop owners, tell them you want this, tell them to pre-order and to order heavy. Take your previews catalog, whatever it is, take Hulk Grand Design, show it to your comic shop owners until they're sick to death of seeing this thing. I want it to be the most requested book comic shop owners have ever seen. That is your marching orders, Cartoonist Kayfabe Nation. Can I show them a couple of these variant covers, Jimmy? They come in a lot of good flavors too, man. There goes the Eddie P variant, man, by way of Uncle Todd McFarlane. But you know I had to capture, because this is going to be in the origin issue, had to capture that old John Romita, Herb Trippy design. Who do we got here? Marcos Martin. And Peach Momoko coming in in the clutch, man. The cottage industry unto herself, man. Presenting us with a She-Hulk Hulk cover. March 2022. Comic shops, get on the ball with that stuff. And while you're at it, Red Room, the anti-social network, is in stores right now on Amazon. Uh, finer comic shops everywhere. Murder on the Dark Web for fun and profit. Collecting the entire 2021 season of Red Room Comics. 70 pages of extra material in the back and throughout this book and starting in february 2022 uh monthly you're going to get red room trigger warnings four issues of this season's worth of comics this is the cover that you're going to be seeing regularly so when you take your little uh, phone to show it to your retailer tell them to get you those hulk comics put that red room uh, comic on your on your docket as well there's the edp retail incentive variant peach momoko once again the cottage industry man comes through in the clutch and the great Jim Rugg, by way of Robert Crumb, doing his Zap Comics Zero uh, homage. Once again, this channel, subsidized by the comics that we present. Man, YouTube doesn't pay us a penny. So without further ado, we're done paying the bills. Let's get back to the video. We, you know, we have the backstory. Like, there's a senator's daughter who uh, was his one of his victims. And it's it's like, it took it took that level of victim for him to sort of get noticed and there were many others uh before that that treasure trail, trail on his chin very disgusting it, lo <laughs> it looks like a, a pelt or a merkin or, or a rat or something just sitting there on his face yeah but this is how you could tell that it's a flashback because you see how it's like uh, it's more of like a neck beard he's got that shit cropped into a nice little landing strip while he's there in uh in uh, the booby hatch Yes. They, uh, you know how they always say, like, uh, when a serial killer gets busted and neighbors are interviewed and they're like, I had no idea he was such a normal guy. Not Billy Kincaid. I mean, Billy Kincaid, you could tell from two blocks away, this dude's a serial killer in this ice cream truck. That Mo Howard haircut. Uh, all this stuff with, like, you know, the smile, the physiognomy of the character, like, there's no, no doubt that this is not, not, a, not a good character. Uh, every, everybody include, including, the words that are said straight up like central casting cliche stuff you got the cops who busted him but are uh not happy that he's getting off it's far more of a parody of like you know the psychologist and shit in dark knight returns where where miller is definitely uh come, has a point of view on that kind of stuff amp it up to about 15 <laughs> with yes. with these psychiatrists and shit it it is it does feel in line with those uh, interviews you talk about with McFarlane where it's like stop drinking if people call you a drunk. It's sort of that version where it's like everything is results and none of it is the psychology behind it or any nuance. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness, when you see all that, all those words. Todd's really trying to uh, earn those writing stripes. <laughs> By volume, you know, qu quantity, if not quality. Here. <laughs> I, I love the conceit of it, though, man, because it's like you got your your proper news. You have your color commentary from, from uh, the Popcorn E! Network. And then you got your, like, grizzled old editorial dude. And it's all about Billy Kincaid the daughter of the senator that that he killed and then he gets into senator jennings and his extramarital affairs you know just like the page six kind of thing and the guy who's giving it to you straight kitty killer kincaid yeah <laughs> i don't remember the todd mcfarlane toy of uh, kitty killer kincaid I, I feel like i do <laughs> i feel like i do remember that to be honest talk with about like controversial toys think of how much trouble you get in for that one <laughs> and the, the extras would be like little fingers and stuff <laughs> The accessories. <laughs> this is a great page. It has, yeah, you're pointing at Cerebus. It has his, uh, you know, drawn the cat in all of these things. A couple of appearances of, of uh, Felix there in a couple panels. And then also Miller and Moore. Gaiman isn't exactly mentioned, but they talk about like, you know, sweet dreams or whatever. This is your, uh, the writers, the, the writers are aligning, right? He's planning that writer's month, obviously, at this point. Very much so. Uh, when we were doing the Wizard episode where the solicitation for this was going out, issue number five, the solicitation has nothing to do with Billy Kincaid. It's a completely different thing. And we called that out in the episode. Uh, somebody posted something in the comments stating that uh, when he got Alan Moore on board, Alan Moore like spoke some ideas about what he wanted to do, and one of the things that he wanted to do was to have uh, a, a sort of adventure through hell, but he needed a character to sort of, uh, to have us kind of like walk through hell with, so he needed somebody to die and go to hell in a previous issue, so this is what Todd McFarlane came up with. He created the Billy Kincaid character who will come back in issue number eight for Alan Moore to use for his purposes. Vertical panels that I associate with uh, Todd McFarlane. I love this page. I, th I think it's a really good looking page and uh, like the reflections in the water So cool with the buildings at the bottom. I, I really think it's a good looking page even the uh, like the perspective on the door You know like leading into your next panels and stuff some good stuff on this page Those old letters man. twitch in the middle of the page there. Yeah, they they were war horses dude doing block letters in perspective and making it all look right You know making sure that C goes above the T for an office page, you know, like like just a couple dudes in an office, how dynamic is this page? Yeah, yeah, he's good at that. Uh, making sure that it's not like you're, you're stacking heads next to each other by just having that variation right there makes it more interesting. Uh, we learned that Twitch, heck of a hedonist, man, about seven kids. <laughs> yeah. He mentions that a lot. <laughs> and, and most notorious issue, I think uh, we could agree that this is one of the panels that you just can't can't forget once you see it finger painting to begin with so we, we start with a bad pun and then those are the most cartoonish like kid killer Kincaid's hands and stuff it's such a cartoon except what he's doing is just obscene he's uh always so good at the liquid man like he could draw good spatter and paste and stuff and there's one for your nightmares oh yes sir man great Steve Olaf coloring man one one third of the moo, moo crew uh I guess he scalps the girl. Is that what? Because like it's you know I I thought that too reading it until you look at her hair and figure out like yeah what? that's not exactly this the isn't same. Quite it. Yeah, not exactly the, the 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 same stuff. Pretty disturbing, you know. Connecting it to uh, Spawn's wife's daughter is, is like your your cross cutting piece, right? 
it, this issue impressed me a lot on the reread because I haven't read this yeah, forever, sure. you know. So going back through it, like I, you, you hear about how clumsy his writing is and everything, and there are certainly some clumsy passages. But I think this issue is far better than whatever I was expecting on the reread. Agreed. And I will also say, though, that uh, this is a template for uh, something that they cover in um, the Spawn cartoon. And the TV writers, like, really crack it because, like, there's more stakes involved with Cyan. Uh, he, Billy Kincaid is a senator's kid, so that's how he gets off easy. And it's tied to Jason Wynn and, and some... Uh, uh, blackmail that Jason Wynn is able to do with the senator whose kid is Billy Kincaid. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, it really does make this feel like a draft in a way because just switching that piece to have Kincaid connected to the senator, so much smarter than having him be the guy who killed the senator's daughter because that's probably the senator bringing the uh, federal government down on this dude. Right. And by the way, Spawn, Al Simmons in a dirty, tattered trench coat hanging outside of a daycare center. That would be the other direction you could go if you were revising this script, is Spawn being confused for the child killer. Because he's hanging out in a trench coat at, you know, at the <laughs> right. bus stop. Right. And they just enter stage left, uh, a freaky cop car killing some bums. These poor bums, man. You do. You want to have a domicile, a place of residence, if you're in the Spawn universe, because one of you is dying an issue. Or just don't hang out with Spawn. Just don't let him be part of your of your uh, fire barrel circle. <laughs> Some dudes are trouble magnets. I, I would say Al Simmons is one of those guys. Some of these guys, they eat really well, though. <laughs> you know, like he's got some... He's got some fat to burn. He could go ketogenic for a minute. You know minute. what, man? A bunch of them are, right? Like, there are several overweight homeless guys in Spawn circle. Maybe that's the benefit of Spawn being part of your group. This is a function of them. Uh, you know, you would get one guy who, who makes a lot of sense. Man, these cops are fucking just driving through this alley, killing us. And guys like this Billy Kincaid character who kill kids, get out of prison, triggers a memory and Spawn. Like, like you sort of see all the beats that, that Todd sort of contrives to move the story along. So you, you got to dispatch a bum to, to, to get... Uh, Spawn uh, interested in Billy Kincaid. That was one of the parts where I was thinking, like, why the heck does Spawn even care? Like, does Cyan get captured? I don't remember that part. Like, how does this th all unfold? And it seems to, you know, it moves. Pretty fun ad there for the Stan Lee videos. Love it. Where do you stand on a nose, on, on a Spawn with a nose? Um, no nose. Yeah, it really disturbs me. No cartilage in my meatball-headed Spawn. Agree. Especially once that batarang goes down the middle of his face. Yeah, man. This is the greatest uh, spread in Image Comics history, the greatest centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it, dude. Like, you know, it's the end of the fiscal year, 2021. Got to start getting that tax stuff all together. And, uh, you know, a couple of guys who sit around uh, expensing pencils and paper. Uh, the accountants are always like, Ed, Jim, you guys need to spend a whole lot more money this year, man. Uh, when you make millions of dollars per issue... Maybe you gotta, like, get a rat rod. <laughs> that has the parachute in the back. Or maybe he's just taking out the trash that day. <laughs> if it has a parachute, does that mean it, it might have some nitrous gimmicks happening? It has all kind of stuff, man. That's a funny car right there. That's not That's not uh, turning corners. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for Spawnmobile number two. The top line is, sales have been really good. <laughs> There was that one NWA record where, where, where Dr. Dre is like, please keep contributing to get Dr. Dre a new Testarossa Ferrari fund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
how about this for a flashback set of panels man sometimes you get a wobbly panel sometimes it might just be a different kind of like holding line for your panel for your flashback how about some inset gimmicks with made with chains i love it man this is another one of those pages that could be could be so boring and uh, not mcfarland's hands he really does seem to be firing on all cylinders that first year of spawn to my you know memory is he's just going for it like really hard almost consistently throughout every page or Sikowski's different hand styles for uh the dialogue from the tv people the standard captions you know the other real thir third party caption uh the spawn dialogue caption uh because of the influence of of, of sandman that that we've we've noted in the past that seems like that was something that was suggested by McFarlane. You know, get, give give all the, let's use a bunch of different typefaces for different purposes. And Orzakowski, one of the best to do it. Yeah, and I assume he's doing like this lettering, this incidental stuff, like the newspapers surely. in the background. Yeah, sure. It all blends together. That's where um, when we talk about digital fonts being, the biggest issue for me usually is how they separate from the artwork. And that's why you get Orzakowski doing some background lettering, some different style letter letters for these word balloons and stuff, and it all just really brings it together. How about this for the frame, dude? You got these like foreground buildings that you could just get in there and silhouette. Frames our figure really nicely. That's a super cool page. I like it a lot. Again, shades of Marshall Rogers in your cape, going back to that 70s influential Batman run. But if you look at the background buildings, it's almost the, uh, I think of like Dick Tracy as those like kind of flat backdrops. This is kind of a version of that, you know, yeah. not a lot of perspective being used there, but looks super cool. Sam a Twitch on a stakeout. <laughs> Outside of Billy Kincaid's crib, man, just, just waiting for crimes to happen. Yeah, Sam and Twitch... This is a direction McFarlane's going in these early issues, right? Of like, just have these extra characters, let them spin around a little bit and see where they go. Uh, pretty interesting, I think, that in, in seeing like his approach to trying to build this comic. When uh, when they were talking, like, I, I don't think I mentioned it, and, and I think we passed it, but they were talking about like the victims of Billy Kincaid or, or something, and they were, they were naming names, and yes. one was Peter and one, one was, was David. David. <laughs> Glad you remembered that. <laughs> I made note of that rereading it. Yeah, yeah. I should have put it put a little sticker uh, on this thing. Anyhow, back to uh, are, are are other ones Terry and Stewart? Because that would have been like the president of Marvel yeah. at the time, right? Yeah, there was one one preceding for sure. Got Billy Kincaid at his house, and he he really cast this Kincaid character as like one of those like uh, like infantile adult baby kind of characters in. Those are terrifying characters. Like, if you have the strength of a man and the mind of a two-year-old. That's 100% Andre the Giant mouth. Oh, yeah, 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 straight up, man. The gum-to-tooth ratio is, is very, very similar. Yeah, that's a disturbing look. And I wonder, like, uh, how's Kincaid get a house? Dude's been locked up as a child murderer for the last six and a half years, and he gets out and he's just got a little suburban uh, house there set up for him. Like, I don't feel like an ice cream man makes a lot of money. What's going on? In all fairness, there's one window, so it looks very, very shack-like. <laughs> Not a big house, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and I think even when we get in there, it's like one big room. Oh, know. You, know, you know what else we skipped on is uh, this issue dedicated to Will Eisner. I like that he would do those dedications in, in these issues. <laughs> and Will Eisner saw this issue and was like, can you take my name <laughs> off the reprint? <laughs> Cyan's growing up, man. She's got those, like, uh, milk teeth coming in. Little spawn back there. I feel like... Uh, 
I was gonna say the color doesn't necessarily help that that much. This this issue does have some dark pages. You know, early days of digital printing, like you know, there's black mixed in with these colors, and it it is definitely there are some dark pages. I was mad last night. There was one page I wasn't gonna read the the newscaster page yeah. because it's like a brown background with type on black type on it. Right. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm just not reading this because it's bullshit. I was reading it in bed. It's pretty dark up top. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Consequence also of the paper. It's not. This isn't the glossy paper. Victor Cairo uh, pointed something out in the comments, just saying something like, "Like uh, I really miss that like you know first couple years worth of like image quality paper because it's not glossy paper per se. It's like a very specific paper that really hasn't been used since like the first couple of years of uh, Image Comics when they started to upgrade the paper." I thought that was a good note because certainly the stuff that's used now that's super thin might as well be toilet paper. Look at Billy Kincaid. He's menacing, man. He hears a little tink, 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 a little tapping at his door. All of this and never more. But it ain't a raven, dude. <laughs> it's our guy. Look at the arthritic hands. Knuckles on knuckles. Tendons on tendons. Let's, let's put a piece of tracing paper <laughs> over this body and try to deconstruct the shapes of this because he's got he's got the total recall titties right here or something right like <laughs> yeah there's a lot going on like uh what, what am i not seeing also billy man spring for a slightly larger size shirt you don't need to go skin tight buddy <laughs> he's got the same shirt like that he that he had before he went in man he gained a couple that hand reminds me like i heard this guy talking about uh it, it was some is a writer that went to prison and he was talking about some guy and how like his hand was just it didn't even look like a hand from how many fights he had been in just broken bones you know from basically beating dudes up yeah man that that hand feels like that to me heck of a, a door kick panel we may know this many times before yeah, it's uh, a good kick and not easy to to draw and make that stuff look interesting but i do like that the door gets fucking chapped in half but it's it's all there whenever they uh they entry twitch kicking ass <laughs> listen he's got seven kids he <laughs> reminds you often there's the finger painting set up there's the wig they they start out by kicking the door in but as they get into the house it's like carefully open the door <laughs> this is sam now leading the way <laughs> but they're back at police hq mm. down here man and just talking about like something's wrong like billy kincaid he ain't there. They saw him go in. He's not there. They see the evidence of what he did, some blood here and there. They head to their own office where they see the other great iconic piece. <laughs> Boys screamed and girls screamed, so I made him scream and scream and scream. Fantastic. And the, uh, the two popsicle sticks jammed in his throat that uh, not melted. Draws a good popsicle. You know, like you instantly recognizable, uh, a good ice cream scooper, and uh, those are popsicle sticks to be sure. Blunt popsicle sticks punching through his. I was body. gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say blunt ice cream scooper handle first in his chest. Yeah, sir, man. So I mean, if this didn't burn its image into your mind the first time you read it, create an un unforgettable piece. Uh, I had to call a nod to it in in, in Red Room. I got to show it off, Jimmy. Look at my guy right there. You know what, man? I was thinking of Davis a lot rereading re this issue. <laughs> I even tried to get some of that, like, the, those uh, Shamu teeth that, that he has, man. But uh, Uncle Todd's most notorious issue of Spawn, uh, Spawn number five, Dispatching Billy Kincaid, 
Look at the little shadow on the ding piece, man. This dude, he's got, uh, they call it Micropinus. <laughs> I remember it uh, when, when I played football, these two fat dudes were arguing with each other in the shower after practice and insulting each other's junk. And that was basically it. The one guy's like, you talk tough for a guy that just has two balls for a dick. <laughs> Jim, I can't think of a better way to leave this video, man. K favors like follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel with the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What is out there, Jimmy? Join me on patreon.com slash Jim Rug, where you can download my out of print zines and mini comics. You can see original art script process of how I make the comics I make, like Hulk Grand Design. And right now, man, my marching orders to the cartoonist kayfabe faithful out there, put Hulk Grand Design in front of your local comic shops. Tell them to pre-order it. Tell them to save a copy, to subscribe for you. I want this to be the, the book that comic shop owners have seen more of in these uh, pre-order requests than any other comic book in history. So get to your local comic book shop and tell them Hulk Grand Design from now until April. Red Room, the Antisocial Network, uh, in stores now. Uh, thanks to everybody who got it, uh, put it on their Christmas list, because seeing those stories come across the Instagram was a real pleasure. The Cartoonists' uh, Christmas comes in November, uh, comes in March when you get that Q1 royalty check from the previous year. Uh, Red Room Trigger Warnings is coming out February of this year, 2022. Uh, get that stuff put on your pull list. Multiple covers, man, uh, by my friends as retail incentives. Going to be coming out on a monthly basis. Jimmy and I have link trees in the description below this video where you can get to all of our stuff, including my Patreon, where you can read the comics ahead of time. What else, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those marching orders, we're going to be on our way. Read more comics.